Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thomas Müller at the ready. De Bruyne thought about curling it, then he does! Into the corner! Now they do raise the roof! Cristiano Ronaldo. Beautiful! Beautiful! I'm Matt Smith and this is the Champions League podcast. Last night, Barcelona travelled to the Vicente Calderón with a slender 2-1 first leg advantage over Atletico Madrid, following Luis Suarez's double at the Camp Nou. Elsewhere... Bayern Munich took on Benfica at the Estadio da Luz in Lisbon with Arturo Vidal's header, the only goal separating the two sides from the first leg. Joining me for the best BT Sport insight and analysis were Jake Humphrey, Rio Ferdinand, Ian Wright, Paul Scholes, Owen Hargreaves, Dean Saunders and Raphael Honigstein. Griezmann! Atletico Madrid have that goal now! And that's handball! That is going to be a penalty. Iniesta, and it will be a penalty, and this could be... Curtains for Barcelona and does so 2-0 Atletico well 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 what an atmosphere what a night what a story and what a finish history repeats itself two years after Atletico Madrid knocked the mighty Barcelona out of the Champions League at the quarter-final stage tonight they do it again a truly remarkable finish to that game as well. Barcelona out of the Champions League, but taking nothing away from Atletico, who were the better team on the night. Barcelona would also say they should have had a penalty right at the end there, Rio. Yeah, 100% penalty in the box. <coughs> you see the reaction of Gabby when the ball hits his hand. For me, a definite penalty. I mean, they'll be, they'll be going crazy in the change rooms after. I'm sure asking many questions is too late, but I don't think Barcelona have done enough to deserve to, to go through. I think today... Atletico Madrid <laughs> gave you the template on how to play against the Barcelona team. They're celebrating like they've won the competition. Uh, but it was <laughs> the perfect performance from them tonight. And this is a team set up to take a 1-0 lead in a game and hold on to that lead. Yeah, that's exactly what they've done. And you've got to remember the, the Madrid and the Barcelona, the Catalonia and all that sort of stuff's involved as well. But um, you have to say, you know, that, that's unlucky for Barcelona. They did put them under, under a lot of pressure. They started to get really deep. Atletico Madrid and they were really they had a couple of clearances off the line but uh, in the end I think yeah they just they just deserve to, to win it and what's going on with this Barcelona team yet again another defeat that's three in their last five yeah they were poor first half I thought they were a lot better second half they, they pinned Atletico Madrid back and we said that would happen but I think you've got to give, give Madrid credit for the way they defended they defended the box brilliantly mm. there were blocks there were tackles 
No, the, sometimes it's difficult to play against that. It's, it's really when teams sit on the edge of it. We've de, it's, it's probably the way we beat Barcelona, yeah. it? We, we defend yeah. and you, you're just praying for dear life that they won't score. And it's all about concentration, the concentration, yeah, exactly. the tackles, throwing the bodies in. It was brilliant. And it was great watching the manager on the sideline as well. It was yeah. For the passion, wasn't just, it? Just, just the team is just exactly what he is and what he was. But you've almost got to have your best, your best day defensively. You've got, it's got to be a perfect scenario. And, and that's what we saw today. But not only that, I think credit for Atletico Madrid in the way that they also created chances. They looked a threat on the break. Yeah. Griezmann, runners from midfield, Koke. They looked like they could do more on the attacking third as well. And they put, they put Barcelona against, uh, against the wall a couple of times and they just didn't have that little bit of cutting edge uh, in, in the final third a couple of times. But they, okay, they're a threat. You don't want to get them in next round. I, would, I wouldn't want to play against that. It shows you how quick the pendulum can swing because a month ago, Barcelona were everyone's favourite to win this tournament. And then coming into this game, the confidence has gone a little bit. They're, they're, they wasn't playing as fluid football as we'd seen before. But yeah, to win this tournament back-to-back -back is, is a really difficult thing to do. But this Barcelona team, beginning of the season, we would have, would have said this is the, the team, if anyone's going to do it, it was going to be them. Who saw this slump coming? A slump that's now cost them their place in the Champions League. They were proper <coughs> celebrations yeah. from Atletico at the end there, weren't they? Yeah, but I think it was... It was uh, to, be, to beat them over the, the two legs again, they've, yeah, we said they've done it two years ago, but that is Barcelona and they are, like, you know, Maka was saying, they're the best team in the world. We had the, it's the best team in the world it's two weeks ago, like a month ago, we're thinking that they're the team to beat and they are the team to beat, but they've done it and you saw the manager getting the crowd up for it and getting them all on site. It's, it's a massive thing for them. It's a massive result for them and... You know, I mean, they lost it a couple of years ago. When was it? When did, against Real Madrid. Mm. You know, so... The thing that worries me about stuff, I'll be worrying that we're overdoing it, we're overcooking yeah, it because yeah. of what ne could be next round the corner. Bayern, Real Madrid, Man City, all big teams. So well, you've I, won I, nothing, have you? Yeah, you've not got, a you've got hands on a trophy yeah. there yet. Like we say, three more games to play. But listen, let him enjoy it. I mean, yeah. it's Barcelona they played. Notice so. who wasn't celebrating? Yes, Simeone. Simeone mm. went straight, straight down the tunnel, yeah. didn't he? He's a fascinating character, actually, to walk off at the end there, having been so boisterous, so intense, so passionate all night long. Job done. He's probably smashed a changer off. What we got for a massage? Deserves <laughs> 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 well after that, doesn't he? Okay, well, let's go right back to the start of the night then. Um, Seattle had to go taking the lead, and as we've said, this is a team set up to do this. Once you give them a lead, you're going to struggle to break them down. Yeah, no, I mean, I was speaking to Wright about it before. This must be great to play in a team like this as a fool because you know you're going to get opportunities every night. You go and do your defensive work, you don't mind, but you're going to get opportunities. I think it was two different halves of football we saw. One at the first half, they were aggressive, really get against them high up the pitch and created chances. Second half, they sat back and played on the counter-attack counter and looked equally as dangerous. It just looks as if that's exactly what the game plan was. Let's yeah. go for them until we mm. burn ourselves out, literally, and then we'll just throw bodies on the line right at the death because they're going, to, they're going to get a lot of possession. I think this kid here, Griezmann, I think he's a... He's a Unbelievably talented player. Yeah. I think he, even the goal he scored today, that's not one that I would have expected him to be able to score, a glancing header. Um, but he, he, he showed so much willingness to run into space. He identified where the space was when they won the ball back and really caused problems. And with that, him doing that, they all, he always had one or two runners coming up behind and going beyond him as well, which caused Barcelona no end of problems. OK, well, let's take a look at the 2-0 then, the penalty. And I suppose in some ways this was, this was the way the game went. Take the lead and then just sit back, wait and hit them on the break and no no doubt about this one, this was a correct decision. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> brilliantly struck and it went under his arm. So the goalkeeper would be very upset with what he's done, but he's just done enough and you know it's a great penalty. They're all great penalties if they go in and he's uh, in the in the in in the situation it's a fantastic penalty.
Give us your thoughts, Paul, on Barcelona's struggles in the final third. Is this a team who are just lacking in confidence and struggling generally? Or is this a night where Atletico Madrid basically did a job on them? I think especially the first half, they did a, did a job on them. We, we knew beforehand they'd be very organised, very aggressive, and they were. And you, know, you have to say Barcelona were, were as bad as you've seen them first half. You know, the passes going astray, the touches going astray. They started lumping the ball at times as well, which you never expect from Barcelona. Now, second half, they were, they were better. And it, you know, there was little bits of that, but this, I still don't think they was at the, the total best. But Atletico Madrid defended brilliantly. You have to give them credit for that. Um, as, as their confidence gone a little bit Barcelona's, possibly. And you know what, it's going to be difficult for them to get it back now. When you're losing games at this stage of the season, yeah. you, your legs go a little bit and it, there's no time to get it back. They've got, what, four or five games now to try and win the league. They'll still probably do that, but it, I, I don't think it'll be easy. It'll be, it'll be difficult to recover from this. I think it's a test of Luis Enrique as well. I think at this moment now, he's, he's going to be asked the questions, can you revitalise your team? Can you get them refocused on winning the winning the league and finishing a job off that you've, you've done so well throughout the season with. And, and they're the questions that he's have to yeah. answer. But I mean, Barcelona, I, as a defender, the <coughs> respect that you have for a, for a team that are, are so well drilled, the desire, the organisation, the, the, the willingness to carry out the manager's instructions in a game to, the, to, a, to a tee, it was just so intriguing watching that and just seeing it unfold today. And um, I mean, I'm, I love skill. You hear me in here screaming and stuff, and I see a bit of skill. And, and watching the likes of Barcelona, Bayern, and the, the, the three amigos up front. But the respect to st that you have to have for a team like Atletico to pull this off, knowing how hard it is to play against them. And look at Messi, all his touches. Where's he? He's not in the box. He's not even in the box. Not one not touch single in the box. touch in the box in the whole game. That, that, you don't know that. You, don't you see, see that. some of those. When the ball was going in, Messi, well, he, he was just arriving like the ball. They played a great ball into Suarez, done brilliantly down on line cut it back. Messi was arriving. You had PK and Neymar at the back stick. It just doesn't seem like to, to have that same drive about him at the minute. I think the criticism I'll have of Messi, um, he's not scored in, is it five games now? He's, listen, he's, if not one, of, one or, or if not the best player on the planet, but it's where he's picking up the ball. As a defender, he's not as dangerous. He's, far, he's getting further and further away from the goal. He's less of a threat when you see him further away. As a defender, you're happy. When he gets the ball in and around the 18-yard box, that's when he becomes unstoppable. Far away, you've got bodies in between that. Two, three, four players can team up against him. You've got time to stop him. Where he's <coughs> receiving the ball now, he's not as effective. Uh, and that's why you have to give credit to Atletico Madrid, the way they played him. Every time he got the ball, there was three or four around him. Yeah. And it, he had nowhere to go. They were just taking the ball off him at times. Like Rio says, you want Messi in, in the areas where it hurts teams. And he, he never got into them areas tonight. Not, not with time and space, mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's all down to the tactics of, of Atletico Madrid. You're right, because in the second half particularly, they were, they were quite happy for Barcelona to have the ball because they weren't hurting them. And then it was just hit them on the break, off you go. And that's what led to the... <coughs> Stout defending, blocks of four, but when you win it, forward and willing runners, then you've got a chance. I, I'm just going to say that for all the possession Barcelona in the second half, I always felt like Atletico Madrid were the team that were going to score. They looked the more dangerous on the break and they had the better chances. But you know what they'll say, Barca, don't you? <coughs> they'll say we should have had a penalty. They should have. They should have gone to extra time. We should still be in this competition. They should have had. Um, it did at his arm. And this is where you say, well, they'll look back at this Barcelona and they say, well, we, we should have had a penalty for this. Mm. Um, and I think Barcelona had, a, had one earlier on. I think Suarez was the only person that um, that tried to, that did appeal for it, mm. but he didn't get it, and that, that's As a, a penalty. ref, though, don't you react <clears throat> to this reaction from Gabby? Don't you, don't you look at the player and think, oh, he knows what he's done there? I think we've introduced that many refs 
to, to there's five, there's five on the officials pitch. on this game, they, and none yeah, of them saw that. If they, if they can't see it with five officials watching a the game, then we, we, need, we need more. We need, we need more refs <laughs> and we need more cameras. It's not right, though, is it? That's a huge moment. You know, this a is a Champions moment. League semi-final qualifying moment. That's, it's cost them. It's cost I like them. it. It creates debate. Yeah, that's why you like it. Yeah. It gives you a lot of jobs. So that's <laughs> it. it gives you something. All right, all right, and you? <laughs> and me, yeah, most definitely me, just about. Eliseo, and that's it. It's the looking ball. And how about that? Raul Jimenez was waiting in the centre. And Bayern have been caught out. Vidal, the equaliser for Bayern. The away goal to boot. And right across the face of goal, it's another one. And Thomas Muller. At the ready, Jaliska, and that is beautiful. Well, Victor, that was a night of all the emotions. Talk us through that contest. Well, it was. Uh, well, I think it was a good night of football. But it was great atmosphere, and uh, the fans were amazing. But yeah, it was a tough game. Uh, Bayern is a really good team, so yeah, right now it's uh, it's really hard to yeah because we we're not going through. So yeah, Benfica gave it as good a go, I think, given the absentees as they possibly could, Dean. Knocked on the door. I think they can be proud of themselves. They've made a game of it. And um, considering the injuries they've had, it's obviously hurt them more than Bayern's injuries. They've got better players to call on. But um, they can be proud of their, their efforts. But a lot of it was their own mistakes, really, especially from, from the corner. And well done to the manager for spotting it, Guardiola. Yeah, we will get to that. And he does like the detail of football, though, doesn't he? he? He lives amongst the small things that end up being big things. Well, he does. I think he finds a weakness in the opposition and he can exploit it. But this was, this, I mean, this is one thing with Bayern. They love to press the ball. They leave one side open and here they just get exposed. Nobody comes out to the ball. Vidal's a little bit late getting there and this is one of the best passes into an area. 3v1. That's how good the pass is. It's 3v1 and Jimenez is so brave just to put his head on that. But Neuer, it's really poor goalkeeping. Normally so, makes such good decisions. But when you come out, you need to claim the ball, he doesn't, and Jimenez, brilliant header. Great you goal from Benfica. You can't criticise the two defenders, really. No. They're both touch tight with him, the goalkeeper's come on. Ball's just that good, isn't the it? ball's that good, but the goalkeeper's obviously left an empty net, but that's just brave play from a centre forward. Alan Shearer type goal, that. Yeah, yeah, reminiscent, certainly. And um, we mentioned at half-time, if the defenders aren't at fault, maybe Neuer is a little bit. Obviously, misreads the flight, you'd assume, but he nearly... Knocks David Alaba's head off as well in, presumably, frustration at the misread. I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to do. I mean, he's already gone so far past the ball mm. by the time he tries to punch a ball that's already in the net almost. Very strange. We talked uh, pre-match about Thomas Muller's versatility. You could say the same about Philip Lahm, who plays all over the pitch, really, whenever he's asked to, and he's instrumental in the equaliser. Yeah, I mean, this actually looks very straightforward. Well, it's one of the major innovations that Guardiola has brought. Fullbacks who move inside. And by moving inside counterintuitively, you think, actually, you don't create width, but they do create width by pinning back the midfielder. He then can't come out for the overlap. You see the space is created by Lam being there. Then he goes. It's a brilliant ball. And if you looked at ways of getting past or behind this high Benfica line, and that was one of the ideas that they came up with. Of course, it helps if you've got somebody <laughs> who can strike the ball as well as he does, yeah. Vidal. Actually, from behind, it looks the easiest thing in the world, doesn't it? It just looks like he lazily pings that through a big gap. It's how he's in the middle of the goal, which, I mean, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard scored that type of goal, running into the box late, getting into the middle of the goal, into the D. So you're shooting at all the goals. 
So um, even the slice, he sliced it a little bit, but it was a good strike. And, you know, he's done, he's done well to get there. He could have sat back and been lazy 15 yards deeper and not had the chance. So but that's he's, not he's been made the goal. Yeah, he's got no, a nose yeah. for And Dean mentioned um, the corner that eventually leads to the equaliser. And there were clues, weren't there, in the first half, if you were looking? Well, there was. I mean, Raf spoke about it. How on earth that's not a red card? I mean, he's without shadow of a doubt the last man. That's a clear goal-scoring opportunity. I believe he saw you, then manager got sent into the stand for the, for the frustration that he had at, in every right. I mean, that was a well, really poor decision from the referee. It's a yeah, red card, really. Very experienced ref, Bjorn Kuypers. Um, there is a kind of covering defender, but not Philip enough. Lam, Philip Lam wouldn't have been able to get no. there. But I think the referee's taking advice there from, from the linesman or perhaps even the, the official behind because you see Neuer, after the decision, pointing to one of the officials going, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because the referee, I think, wasn't quite sure mm. just how close Lam was or how far the ball was away from Guedes. But maybe the fact that Guedes went down in stages, even though it shouldn't influence the referee because then there's a rechange might might have just put a bit of doubt in his, his mind. Those two corners, one of which nearly led to a goal and the second one certainly did. They practice this in the training ground. So obviously his, his assistant's involved, the way yeah. he celebrates with his assistant. They've obviously sat down in a room and seen that happen in games in the past. Yeah. And they've, they've, the weakness of zone marking is at the back post and at the near post. And they've had like third men running, mm. three of them coming in late. They've added it back across the goal. Nobody's marking because you're not allocated a man when he's zone marking. And they found the weakness. Well, well Raff, done to the coach. Raf spoke about it, didn't he? He said that's the way they did it. They did against Chelsea in the 90th minute, that offside line. And it's great when it works out, but it's so dangerous. And Pep's found a little secret there, that, that late midfield run. You can't stop it. Yeah. Do you no. know if they've, got, if they've got somebody stood in front of the goalkeeper? If there's, a, if there's a Bayern player stood in front of the goalkeeper, fair enough. You're leaving him offside. Yes. But there was no one in there. Yeah. So I don't understand why they've done it. Although Javi Martinez didn't see red, Benfica did at least get their draw in the game. Brilliant free kick from Talishka. It's a wonderful free kick and he is really their best player, at least he was last season and everybody thought he might make a big move or they'll keep him for one more year and then sell him on like they do so well. I mean, Benfica are a selling club and they sell, like Porto, at an absolute premium most of the time. But um, he's been a bit player this year and he nearly got Benfica back into it. Now, the Martinez not sending off didn't look like it might decide the game, but because he scored directly afterwards, I think yeah. Benfica will be feeling a little bit hard done by. Maybe. That's they didn't need another two goals, but of course against 10 men, it's easier than against 11, even when it's Bayern Munich. On Tuesday, Manchester City became the first Premier League side to reach the Champions League semi-finals in two years, as Kevin De Bruyne's strike guided them past Paris Saint-Germain. And Real Madrid will join Manuel Pellegrini's side in Friday's draw as Cristiano Ronaldo scored a third hat-trick in the Champions League this season to cap a spectacular second-leg comeback against Wolfsburg. Here's more of the best bits from Gary Lineker, David Ginola, Shea Given, Michael Owen and Lindsay Hipgrave. De Bruyne thought about curling it, and he does! Into the corner! Now they do raise the roof! Manchester City on their way to the Champions League semis! Very satisfied, proud, not only because we won the game and we qualified for the semi-final, but also because I think that we played very well, we played in the style of play that we want to do it and not just to qualify, try to draw in nil to nil. And I think that from the beginning we demonstrated that we wanted to win and I think that we were a better team tonight at Paris Saint-Germain. 
But here at um, Manchester City's ground, it's, uh, it's all about Manchester City going through to the semi-finals for the first time in their history in the Champions League. And uh, what a night for them, Rio. Yeah, it was. I've been very, very critical of mm. Manchester City's defending over this, this season with uh, Otamendi, Mangala and Dimichelis. But tonight, you have to give them credit when it's due. They were very organised, very compact and done a, a, a very good job mm. against uh, the likes of Ibrahimovic today. Mm. And, and they played it very cannily, didn't they? They were, they were patient, they yeah. knew they had this slight advantage with the two away goals. Yeah, well we said beforehand we didn't think they could keep a clean sheet. Yeah. We thought their best you know, form of defence would be attacked, but as you say, Otamendi and, and Mangala played well, and again, Joe Hart had an all fantastic game tonight, mm. and you know, they got the clean sheet, and then De Bruyne has popped up with a, with a very important goal. It was almost a Ginola-esque goal, wasn't it? Beautiful strike, cutting in, bending it in the corner there, David. Yeah, just just amazing. I mean, the, we know he's capable of doing things like that, but you know, we played quarter-final, never, never been qualified for a semi, the ball is coming back to him, and he's got the composure of, of just holding the ball, mm. and it's a perfect strike. Well, you can... You can discuss the position of Aguero on this strike, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the ball is in the back yeah. of the net, and this is what it counts. I think what's, what's great about that goal is the first touch for all kids. When you watch the first touch, that sets it up nicely. Yeah, probably about a yard yeah, to play quick. with. Mm. Very quick. Touch, and then attacked it. Seen a similar chance Navas in the first half, headed wide, and the Bruyne shows his class. Yeah. Uh, fantastic finish. There's a hint of offside there, that with, especially with this new stipulation, non-interfering, but it's, it's not in the goalkeeper's line of yeah, sight. Yeah, I think that's probably key, what you say, guys, not in the line of the goalkeeper's yeah. view, and, and uh, for me, it's, it's not offside, it's a fantastic yeah. goal. It doesn't affect things. Now, goalkeeper, mm. Joe Hart, over the two games, he's, he's, he's made important saves, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he was touching goal to start the, the game last week because he just trained on the Monday before the game, and I spoke to him, and he was, he was desperate to play, and over the two legs, he's, he's proven... Mm. You know why he's England's number one goalkeeper. He's a fantastic goalkeeper and, and so many important saves. You know not just tonight, but in the first leg in Paris as well. Um, mm. You know not just a great goalkeeper. He, he showed a lot of leadership. He was the captain for the two legs as well. And mm. you know you've seen at the end of the game what it meant. And that's a fantastic save. That was one 0 with 10, 12 minutes to go. And if they score then, then it's a nervy finish for for City. And mm. you can see what it means to him at the end. He's, he's absolutely delighted. I mean, his temperament, his attitude, are things that jump out. Other yeah. than being a, a good shot stopper, etc. I think. Yeah. He's very, very, that, that, that filters through the team and I think that's yeah. important when you're losing people like company and Torre on the pitch with mm. the ex experience that they've got. He gets that from the goalkeeper. It's difficult to get mm. a goalkeeper who can transpire that through a team. Yeah. But he seems to be able to do that, which is a great attribute. And it's good when you're starting the game and you see the goalkeeper is doing like a great save. It gives the, the momentum to mm. the entire team and the yeah. whole players to say, well, tonight is going to be our night. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 they, all, they never really looked like scoring Paris Saint-Germain, did they? They never really threatened to It was too, too lazy, Gary. Too lazy. In, in what the sense, lazy? Well, in, in the way they passed the ball, in one day, they mm. were passing the ball like they were up in the game and, and this is not good mm. enough at this stage of the competition for Paris. You pretend and you want to win the, the Champions League, yeah. but at one stage you have to realise that winning the Champions League, you have to do better than that. Mm. You have to have a real go, yeah. don't you? I, t I tell you, the most relieved person in the stadium, unusually, Aguero, having missed a penalty. I yeah. mean, he won the penalty himself in, in, in many ways, but... Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, again, we spoke about Aurea before, and, but he does... This is where Aguero is great. He entices the goalkeeper out, draws a foul, um, and he's one of the best around at this. He, he, very quick, very sharp, but... I think he's due a time to miss a penalty and to, to someone to dig him out because he's done it so yeah. many times over the last few years. Well, luckily it's not cost him tonight, of course, they're, yeah. they're through, so you know people forget about this very quickly, but mm. 
I just think, as I said before, in mind games with the goalkeeper at halftime, he's watched the video, he's watched him, his last six out of seven penalties gone to the left, and I think he's just tried to tuck it right in the corner, he's been trying to be too precise, and you know, he's missed the target. Listen, it's not often you say this about Sergio Aguero, where you're saying, oh, he's missed, he's, he's let his team down, no. but... Like you say, they got aware of it in the end. I don't think he's going to miss a penalty twice in his career like no, that. No, <laughs> Emmanuel uh, Pellegrini deserves loads of credit for the way he set his team up tonight. He questioned one or two things that he did before the game. He's made a real good defence of his Champions League history as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see him in, 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 such a, in such a mood, considering what's gone on. Another manager being named yeah. while he's in the, in the hot seat. Um, I think most people would say it could have been done a lot better, um, more professionally, but... You have to remember, this guy, is, he's actually, it's almost like an audition for another job here. That's mm. why he's got to keep going, he's got to keep producing results. And tonight he'll be so proud of his team. Mm. And they've done that not only for themselves, but for him as mm. well. And to, to go out there and put on such a professional performance, if you look at their performances, mm. they didn't deserve to go, to go beyond the mm. stages they got to. They were open in the way they played, naive. Uh, the mentality wasn't, wasn't right. And um, they got their just desserts and that. But tonight, you have to give him the credit. And yeah. he deserves a huge credit. Mm. But it shows, it shows that he's a very... Uh, very good professional, Manuel Pellegrini. But as you said, when you know that you're going to lose your job mm. at the end of the season, you're still uh, bringing the spirit and trying to make sure mm. that the club will get results at the end. And a degree of the fact, it probably wants to prove them wrong. Yeah. Well, they want to, obviously, yeah. obviously, when they think that you are not the guy for the job mm. anymore and you've been replaced by someone that they think they're going, mm. they're going, is going to bring a success yeah. to the club. If you do that this season, I mean, it's going to prove mm. everything wrong. You know a lot of the players here very well, of course, Shay. There's mm. a lot of respect for Manuel Pellegrini within the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, huge respect. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's, you, you sense that. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not the shouter and baller. He, he's, no. he's very quiet and calm in his team meetings and how he talks to the players and stuff. And he's got huge respect from everyone. And he's made some big calls tonight, as we say. You know, with the players, we, we thought he might have rushed Vincent Company back. We thought he might have started with Yaya Touré. He didn't. He, you know, big decisions he had to be made. And... And he's made the right call and, and mm. you know, a special mention to Mangala and, and Otamendi at the back, who's had a lot of stick this year from different parts of the media and stuff. And they've Me. <laughs> kept a clean sheet, of course, against, you know, yeah. one of the best players in, in world football and, and yeah. Ibrahimovic. And, uh, you know, Pellegrini deserves great credit for yeah, that. It'd be, it'd be quite remarkable, wouldn't it, if, if Pep Guardiola comes in and once again he's got to manage the oh. Champions League winners. That's going to be terrible for him. Yeah. But also, I think for Manchester City, they need to have uh, the support, more support from the, the supporters, yeah. from the fans. Because we are the first yeah. song at the 76 minutes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was to, to find the game. They need mm. to be there. So, Emmanuel Pellegrini in a press conference yesterday, mm. he just said about the fans, mm. you need to be there right from yeah. the beginning, from the first seconds of the game. And this is what they need also, because tonight mm. it was very quiet. Yeah. Oh, well, if I said that, I'd be hammered. Maybe they were nervous. Why? Nervous. Why? Why? I agree. Why? Because I'm French? We need to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man yeah. City, they qualify for the semis. Yeah. Even if they play Barcelona in the semi. Yeah. Okay, if the Barcelona yeah. beat Atletico Madrid. They're going to play at, at the Etihad Stadium. Yeah. They will have the, the support of everyone. It's the duty of the fans to inspire the mm. team at times. The players have to go out there and produce and play. They push Sometimes you need to be pushed over the line. And of course. The fans here, they didn't, as you said, didn't start singing until the 76 minutes. But they're, uh, they're probably too tense, weren't they, Shay? Just no. a little just, bit just, tense, just a bit nervous. I mean, they, they, yeah. Man City have got a history of doing everything the hard way, and, and yeah. I just think it was a, they do, and they have a, they have a nervousness about them yeah. tonight. And, yeah. And as you say, the crowd probably should have went the opposite way and got behind them more. But yeah. it's, it was a nervy night and a, a historic night for Manchester yeah. City. And, and hopefully the semi-final will bring more atmosphere. David, wh where did PSG go from here? They dominate French football. I don't know anymore, <laughs> monsieur. I don't know. 
<laughs> what can I say? I was expecting Paris to beat Man City tonight. Yeah. They did exactly the opposite. The way they played yeah. everything. So Paris, for me, this season, winning well, the league. Rip it up and start I again, think or? winning the league one yeah. in France. Obviously, they're gonna do that every single season. The first goal for the Qataris mm. is to win the Champions League again. I think this is the fourth time they've been eliminated in the quarterfinal yeah. against Man City. They were favourites before mm. both games, and now they're out. I'm just uh, thinking about Laurent Blanc for next season. Mm. I'm very doubtful about yeah. him staying at the club. You think so? But, and, and also, I've I been mean, the criticism will be quite strong, the fact that he, he, he changed the system to something they'd never really played before. Right from the beginning, we were very surprised. We didn't know when this, we, we saw the team sheet. We said, well, three at the back, never played like that before. Uh, how are they going to stick with this? The players, they don't know really how to play with Aurier, uh, Thiago Silva and, uh, and, and Maxwell at the back. And you play Marquinhos in midfield, never play in midfield. Normally it's David Luiz when he's pushing forward in, in, in the middle of the, the team. So very surprised. And at the end, final yeah. results, you're losing 1-0. I've got, a, I've got a lot of work. It's very difficult, I suppose, when you're not in a, that competitive league. If you're walking it every week, suddenly you're in a big game. 28 points clear they yeah. are there. Well, that, that's the problem. Week in, week out, they can rely on one individual at any given moment to change a game. Yeah. Here you need, it's not always you can do it, it's top level of the game in Champions League, you need a team to be able to get it across the line, a team to produce moments. And they didn't have that today, they didn't have the intensity, it was like I said before, almost like tes testimonial pace. You've got to have people in the team that understand where you are, you're in the semi quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. Come together and work. I, I, I so testing your suppose, game and imposters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know this <laughs> word in English, <laughs> but it was the only French. Oh, oh, Google, Google after, Google after. Look it up. I say, oh yeah, you're an imposter. You pointed at me. I'm going to tell him that. I said, Rio told you about you that you were an imposter. He's going to love it. Imposter in a back three. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm going to say that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> I, I suppose it, in many ways as well, it's, you can have all the money in the world, but players are paid a fortune nowadays. Mm. The big players are not going to go and play for a, a club in a league where it's not competitive. Well, yeah, it's yeah. going to be hard I mean, to get them. some big players there now, but haven't they? Do you know mean? what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. You know, if you, well, <laughs> Come on, Gary. I suppose you're going to guarantee trophies. I'm trying to... <laughs> what, can, you, you know, can you see the big, big players at the prime? Over their career, going to play in the French League? We need at least in France, so, sorry Shay, we, we need at least three, four clubs yeah. to yeah. compete at My the point, highest yeah. level in Europe mm. to be able to bring the whole football in France up. Mm. It's too low. Mm. You have Paris and uh, down you have mm. all the other clubs. Yeah. So Paris is playing against very competitive teams only in the Champions League. Mm. It's not enough. So that's what the mm. result is tonight. Mm. We will never go through the quarterfinals. Because we will go play against Man City. They have not been the best team in the Premier League this yeah. season. But even the fourth in the, in, in the Premier League, they can beat Paris yeah. with 20 points clear. Yeah. And eight games in the end, crowning champion yeah. in France. They beat Chelsea though, but they're about 11th at the time. <laughs> and cleared in for Cristiano Ronaldo to score! Cross. Ronaldo! They've done it in a hurry! It's a free kick. Cristiano Ronaldo. Beautiful! Beautiful! Something close to genius. He's turned the tie around all by himself. Um, 
yeah, obviously it's an amazing feeling. Uh, we knew it was going to be a difficult test coming into the game being two down, but as I said in my last interview after the game in Wolfsburg, that we fully believed we could do it and uh, showed we can. Obviously at the start of the game we could have we could have scored early on, we could have had a penalty. I think if we had scored, maybe it'd be game over. So uh, obviously that wasn't the case and we had to show our true team spirit, true character and uh, yeah, we definitely did that tonight and we... Uh, yeah, we, we showed the world what we're capable of. An amazing comeback, an amazing performance from Cristiano Ronaldo. The numbers, though, Michael, for Ronaldo, just incredible. His fifth hat-trick of the season, his third this season in the Champions League, five in the Champions League in total, and he scored more than 30 goals for six straight seasons. It's just incredible. Yeah, makes me sick, <laughs> I must admit. You look at it and you just think... There were some good players of, of our generation that scored goals all the time, and you, just, you look at these figures and you just think, well... They're playing a different game nowadays. It's well, certainly Messi and Ronaldo. Their numbers are just, Why do as I say, sickening. Him, do they? Why are people <laughs> questioning him this season? It seems ridiculous. 16 in 10 games in the Champions League. It's just he outrageous. has the record of 17 in a single season in the Champions League. He's just one off that now, Rafa. You've got to fancy him to break his own record. Well, it depends a little bit on the draw, maybe. But um, yeah, I mean, he saved him today. He really dragged him into that uh, semi-final. Wolfsburg needed everything to go for him tonight, but everything went against him. You see here, double deflection comes off Maximano once and then again to put it into the path of Cristiano Ronaldo. And that really broke Wolfsburg's, maybe not hearts, but certainly their resistance early on. It was a bad mistake, wasn't it, from Arnold in the middle of the pitch, almost playing a blind ball. He gets back and he gets back and nearly blocks the cross, but unfortunately for him, it just takes a wicked deflection. There's a large slice of luck in it, but... You know, we were talking off air, myself and Owen, and Owen's the strong opinion. If you stay disciplined as a back four, you're always going to get slices of luck because you've got the majority of the ball, you've got top players in front of you, and you're going to get slices of luck like that. But they contribute to their own downfall. That was a poor ball. You never play the ball blind, certainly in the central midfield area. Such different goals as well, such a variety of goals, a tap in there, the free kick, a header as well. Very much different goals to, to the ones we see from Messi. Well, you do, but look, some of these goals, you, look, as, as Raf said, you get a bit of luck. And, you know, Wolfsburg, I don't understand why in the modern game, five years ago, everybody had two on the post and one, at, one in front. Nobody on the back post. That ball always ends up there, or often does. And if there's somebody there, they clear that off the line. And this game was decided by small margins. Yeah, and even if he gets less of a flick, you see Pepe just coming in on the back post there. He would have tapped it in if it, if it was going the other side of the, the, the post as well. So you have to have someone sweeping around that back area. He was just so in the mood for it tonight, Rafa. Just everywhere. He was everywhere. And what I found very impressive today was also his body language. There was a moment in the second half where Real Madrid had just slowed down a little bit, weren't creating anything, but he brought a real urgency. He started tracking down players by himself. He got the crowd going. The sort of stuff that sometimes people think, you know what, when it's going for him, it is, but what, what happens when it doesn't? Tonight, he made it happen, not just with the goals, but he also gave everybody that extra lift. And when Wolfsburg looked like they'd just settled down, he scored the third one. And lots of talk about whether this will be his final season at Real Madrid. But nights like tonight, you think, where would they be without him? Well, good luck replacing 46 goals or whatever it is. I mean, I just, I find it ridiculous to think. I think every team would love to have him. And, you know, he, I think he was by far the best player on the pitch. Benzema was relatively quiet. I thought Bale was relatively quiet. I think he carried him into the semi-final and he deserves all the credit yet again.
And it's a sixth straight semi-final for Real Madrid, Michael. Will they fancy they can win this now? Will this be number 11? Well, they will. They'll certainly fancy. That's a phenomenal record, their, their record in this competition. Not only wins over, the, over years, but, you know, recently getting into all these semi-finals, I still think there's one or two teams that will be, you know, stronger than them. You would think if they'd gone out tonight, Rafa, that would have been curtains for Zidane. We wouldn't have seen him in charge next season. What does this result mean for his future? Well, this is a perfect result because it comes off the back of a weekend where Real Madrid are all of a sudden in the title race again. So they can still win two big trophies. And I think it vindicates his, his ideas of football. You know, if Rafa Benitez puts this team out with Casemiro as a holding midfielder, it, it's very difficult politically. But because it's Zidane, because he's got the backing of the president, because he is Zizou, he can do it. And now that they've managed to play as a team, they're so much better They were more disciplined today, no yeah, question, absolutely. weren't they? I mean, Marcelo was rarely out of position today. and 4-0 on the weekend, 3-0 now. I mean, I think and he's doing Carver everything right. showing why, why he should have been picked. Oh, no question. I think Danilo really struggled in that game. And it was, it was a great performance from Real Madrid. And Zidane deserves a lot of credit for making changes. First time since 1987 that Real Madrid have come back from two goals down in Europe. And they are through to the semi-finals. Well, it's a big test for, for a young manager. He's only lost two games since he's been in charge. So you'd have to say he's done a great job. And that performance in Wolfsburg, I thought, was, was poor, really poor. And today, I thought he made some changes tactically. And it worked. As, as we said, they were comfortable. Three goals from Ronaldo and defensively. Very, uh, very solid. And in terms of morale and confidence for the rest of the season, just four points behind Barca in the league. It's a massive boost at this point. It is a huge boost. And obviously the Spanish league sort of goes on a little bit beyond ours. So there's still a fair way to go, you'd, you'd say. And, and, but they don't tend to drop many points at the top of the league in Spain. And you can almost define, you know, a, a managerial... Um, their success, say Zidane's success on half a dozen games this season. You know, the, the two El Clasicos, the Atletico Madrid game, uh, games, um, and maybe one or two others in the league. But apart from that, it's all about the Champions League. I mean, you're expected to win virtually every other game and then you, you're judged on, on those few games. So it's, uh, it's coming to the time of the season when it's going to get interesting and the pressure's going to mount. But if it's another trophyless season for a club like Real Madrid, will he be gone in the summer, do you think? I think it's a little bit early, too early to say. I think if um, they continue to play as a team, which makes them really dangerous because they've been shambolic, all individuals put no cohesion, but with cohesion, they're a completely different side. They look very, very dangerous now. And then there were four, and there they are. Manchester City, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich, the four sides that will fight it out for this season's Champions League. And look, we've quite rightly criticised Manchester City numerous times this season in various matches, so therefore we should quite rightly praise them as hard as it is for the way that they, uh, they approached last night's match. Yeah, they were good. Um, I think the big, big question mark about City has been, been defensively, but... I thought the two lads were, were decent yeah. last night. Yeah. I thought the big out from last night was Fernando and Fernandino as well, both sitting in there. Never really thought about going forward. They left the attacking play to the, to the proper attacking players, David Silva, Aguero and, and De Bruyne. Look, they, they, they've got a chance, they've got as good a chance as anyone. I, I think there's three really good attacking teams left in it. Are they as good defensively as they should be in, in City, Munich and Real Madrid? I'm not sure. And I think Atletico Madrid are... They're probably the team with the full package, I think. I think they could defend, I think they've got good midfield players. Mm. So, and they can <coughs> in Griezmann and what's he called? Sarasco, whatever he's called. I think they've got I think they've got a real chance of winning it. Are they your winners of the of the four that are left? I think they're the team you'd hang your yeah, hat on most. I think I just really? Yeah, I think the, the the most organised team, the most aggressive team, 
I think that word team, I think they are a team. I'm not sure the other three are. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I'd go along with that. I think that, that all the other, the other three, as good as they are in attacking areas, yeah. they've got weaknesses that you can identify defensively. Yeah. Um, and that's the, what you, you, you don't see with Atletico Madrid. You always think they're going to be in and around the game. I think the other three teams could be blown away at, at any given moment with, with the, the weaknesses <coughs> they have in defence. I think Bayern Munich need to get Jerome Boateng fit. Mm. Um, they've got inexperienced players playing in central defence. Um, with the ball, Bayern Munich are, are fantastic to watch. Got great players. Douglas Costa has been probably their best player this year. Um, Man City yesterday were was brilliant for them to get through. They done PSG, really well. We? PSG, yeah, PSG. No, yeah, didn't they, turn they, up, they, man. Yeah, they, what about Ibrahimovic, man. <laughs> but, you know, you, we talk about Otmendi and, and Mangala, and you, 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 you would worry for them. You did worry for them. You'd worry for them against any of the others. But yeah. I thought Ibrahimovic. I was watching it, looking to see him do something. He was so poor yesterday. They were poor as a team, for a team at that stage of the Champions League. But, but what, what, what Scully said and we alerted to it yesterday, I think what was good to see yesterday from Manchester City was a maturity in the way they played. Like you say, the two midfielders played. They've played before, but they didn't stay there. They were, they were all over the pitch in, in the previous games. This time, it looked like our remit is to sit here and protect yeah. and let the other forward players go on win us the game, which they've done. And that's the maturity, and that's what you need to do in Europe. You have to be disciplined, and they were. And if they're going to continue in this tournament, they need to continue in that vein. You get the impression they've learned from their mistakes. One quick thing, I really thought that Messi was going to step up tonight after Ronaldo's hat-trick last night. It was set up for him, wasn't it? It was like, you know... If, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo was playing as bad as Messi is at the moment, <laughs> we both would be caning him. Yes, fair play. Thanks for listening to the Champions League podcast. We'll be back again for the semi-finals for more of the best insight and analysis. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.